Good morning and welcome to this week's PMX Live session brought to you today by PMX Site, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Shanley Draper and with me today is the delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PMX Site and property management expert. And we are really excited about today's conversation where we'll be wrapping up our client experience and retention season for 2021. But firstly, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us today and we hope you're having an amazing week. And before we dive in, we like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? I'm incredibly grateful for my grandson, Rory. He turns one today and he is just such a joy. I can't imagine life without him. And, and I'm so very, very grateful that I get to see him all the time. So yeah, I'm feeling lots of love for him today. Uh, what about you, Sean? What are you grateful for? Oh, I love that, by the way. Um, and it's really funny thinking about Rory because I remember when you told me that Tess was pregnant and you were going to be a grandma, what have you, handy, nandy, what have you ended up calling yourself? Um, and it doesn't feel like it was nandy. that long ago. So, nandy. So, yeah, so he's one now, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, this morning when I woke up, I just lay there and I was like, wow, I'm in a warm bed. I've got two blankets on. Um, I'm safe and I'm dry. And I just felt really grateful for that. It was just that moment of like, where am I? And just being very conscious of where I am. And I just feel very lucky to be um, living in a house, you know, where I'm safe. So that's me for today. Um, but Terry, let's get into today's conversation, which is looking back on the last couple of months where we've been really focusing on the client experience and retention. So I'm just going to put it out there and say that from where I've sat this season, it kind of feels like this has been your favorite season so far. Am I right? Um, maybe like, I, I don't know if it was that obvious to everyone, but I have really, really enjoyed this season. Um, and like, as much as I love the growth side of things and you know, there's nothing like quite getting that, the rush of the, the new client across the line, I do love creating a great experience and, and really building the relationships with our clients. I reckon that's where my heart genuinely lies. Like, yeah, it's, it's my thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is, it definitely has been my favourite season so far. So I, I was obviously obvious about it. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> um, 100%. So yeah. um, we, we're going to basically give everyone a run through of our, our last nine weeks. So, um, Terry, did you want to start with walking people through the first week that we talked about? Definitely. Sorry, that we Yep, we rolled out. Go, go for it. Okay. So, like, guys, in our first week, we actually talked about better understanding the client's journey. And, in fact, we suggested everyone remove their rose-coloured glasses and take a close look at the experience they're actually creating for their clients. And we spoke about why our perception as property managers is often not the reality that our clients are experiencing. And we also talked about understanding the path that our clients are taking with us, you know, and where we're asking them to go. And we touched on how to build an experience that is not only enjoyable for for everyone, but more importantly, and this is probably the key piece, is repeatable. So that that was actually my big takeaway from that conversation that we had. It was that we must, whatever we're creating, it must be repeatable because as we know, and I'm always saying, you can't create well, you can't have good service without consistency and we can't create a great experience without good service. So, um, yeah, that's my big takeaway. What about you, Sean? What did you take away from that week? 
Yeah, so I actually love that conversation um, that we had and it really made me think about the experience that we are creating for our own members um, and really, I guess, drilling down into what makes it a good experience or what makes it not so great um, for our members. So, And we did a lot of work around this ourselves. So um, you did a, a client mapping journey training session in week three and we'll cover off on that later on. Um, but I love that session. I think that the conversation really put things into perspective for me with the importance of actually mapping our own client's journey and I guess looking at it from that bird's eye you perspective as opposed to staring at it front on with those rose colored glasses on which we mentioned so it also made me think um do we really need to be popping up on live on facebook every thursday at 11 o'clock um or could we move this conversation completely over to our podcast because that is where people are telling us that they are listening to us and so the answer to that question was a big yes from both of us and so literally after this session that's exactly what we're going to be doing uh, moving forward um because i guess our perception of what our members and our wider community wanted from us around these conversations was definitely off. Um, you know, Terry, we thought that they wanted us to keep showing up on Facebook each week. So we kept ticking that box because that's what we've done every week for the last two years straight. But in reality, what we've done after actually mapping the journey out is um, is realize that people are happy to listen to our podcast. So we've mapped their, their journey um, and that's where it's taking us. It's taking us over to the podcast and we're no longer going to be running these sessions on Facebook. So I think it was a bit of a realization for us around our own business in this um, first week, which was amazing. Yeah, it definitely was. And that, that's because, you know, we did ask for feedback. And more importantly, and again, we'll touch on this, um, is, is that we listened and took action around it. So, um, you know, turning up on Facebook Live, when, when we first started this, it was actually probably more around what was not only um, it was convenient for us to make it this time. And mm. we could never find a time that actually worked for our um, wider community. And that's because, you know what, they're not hanging out on Facebook as much anymore. So um, podcasts, that's where we are. And, yeah, and, and that may change in the future as well. But, yeah, it was um, a bit of a, I don't know, a light bulb moment for us, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's keep going because we could talk about that forever. We could talk about ourselves um, much more than we should. But anyway, <laughs> in week two, because this is a wrap-up of the season, um, we ask the question of everyone, how are you filling your client's love cup? And I have to be really, really honest here. I had to shit, like, I have to let you know that when we were first looking at these topics, uh, um, so what we could discuss during this season, and Sean suggested this one, I had to go and Google it. I had to Google what a love cup was because I was actually a little bit frightened that it might have one of those double meanings and my mother would be horrified and <laughs> that kind of thing if I spoke about love cups. But it was all good. It's all good. And I actually love the analogy. So just in case there's any of you out there wondering what a love cup actually is, and we have to say love cup, not love cup, because that's a little creepy. Um, it's actually the imaginary bucket where we store all our feelings, all the good stuff, all the, you know, all our warm fuzzies. And it's where we put all the stuff that makes our heart feel warm or um, you know, where we store the memories where, you know, we smile when we remember that particular thing. And a classic is that my grandson, Rory, he actually overflows my love cup on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love the analogy. And but my biggest takeaway from this conversation was actually the importance of continuing to add to someone's love cup, so to our client's love cup. And because things happen. 
Sometimes we may disappoint a client or there's a situation that arises where we don't communicate as well as we should and, and those kinds of things actually drain the client's love cup. So we always need to be showing them how much we value them, always looking at ways to show how much we appreciate them. And it's, uh, yeah, super important when we're dealing with someone's feelings. So, Sean, yeah, this is definitely your kind of conversation. So what was your biggest takeaway from that week? It's totally my kind of conversation. Um, I love the love cup analogy and it's always just made so much sense to me. And there's that old, you know, saying of you can't pour from an empty cup, meaning that you can't actually give to someone if you've got nothing left to give. And I think it's really important for us to view our clients, you know, individually, each having their own cups that we need to be filling and pouring into as often as we can. Um, and listen, we get it. You know, some of you listening will have hundreds of clients and people to look after. So it's just not possible for you to give to each of those people every single week. And that is okay. Okay, that's not what we're asking you to do here, but it's actually just about putting in more than you're taking out. So if you are constantly needing to ask your owner for funds or for maintenance, um, just making sure that you're finding some positive news to fill that cup back up with. Um, and that could be, you know, a quick voice message to let them know that the tenants are raving about the experience they have with the aircon man. Um and they are, you know, so grateful to have working aircon again because it's starting to warm up and it means that they're sleeping better at night now. Like that's the kind of stuff that does fill our clients' love cup. Um, these little and very personal things, I think they go a really long way, Terry. Um, and also the impact that a full or frequently replenished love cup has, it's just massive, you know, when it comes to retention and growth because happy clients will naturally tell their friends all about you and that is when you start to see the referrals coming in the door and that will end up filling your love cup in return. So, so, yeah, I loved this week that we spoke about that. It was a great conversation. Yeah, we can tell that you loved it. I feel like you're gushing about that. No, it, it, and it's great. And it, it is, um, yeah, it, it is really when you when you create that picture or the vision, like I, I can now, um, because I am such a visual person, it is like I am pouring lovely feelings into someone's love cup. It's, yeah, it's great. So um, moving on, though, in yeah. week three, we were all about understanding where you are providing value and does your client know it? And, like, for me, this was my absolute favourite conversation. I'm all about showing value to our owners and our tenants, but I also want you to be able to demonstrate it. And I actually find this is a huge problem in our industry. Property managers often do so much stuff, but they never let anyone know. And I don't know how many times, like, I ask a question and, and get told, yeah, I, but I did that. Yeah, but you didn't let the client know. They've got no idea what you've done, so they don't think you've done anything. And mm -hmm. um, so value value is so important. And we also spoke about um, during this conversation some ideas and suggestions for providing that additional value for our clients because, you know, sometimes we get stuck in the, the job and we kind of don't step back and think, well, hang on, like, like you said, that bird's eye view. What what else could I be doing here? Um, and we even referred to value as the sprinkles on top, okay? And that definitely came from Sean Lee, guys. You can kind of, yeah, I, I don't talk about sprinkles all that often. Um, but, I, again, I really like this. So the value is the sprinkles on top of the job we do and then we spoke about how much these sprinkles contribute to not only retaining clients but then how they help with the growth of the business so Sean did you like this conversation as much as I did 
I did. Um, and I had a really big takeaway actually from this one. So for me, when you said th- what I'm about to say, um, and you gave this tip, it really struck a chord with me because I put myself in the client's position if my property manager were to suggest this to me. So the tip that you gave for adding some serious value to a relationship with the client was this. You said for multi-property owners, you could meet with them on a quarterly basis to create a plan and strategy for the next quarter around lease renewals and rent increases and instructions for maintenance and improvements, et cetera. Um, and so most of your clients are pretty busy, you know, they will not only appreciate having less interruptions, but they will also feel more confident that you are across their requirements all year around. Um, you said that your discussions will then naturally become more about their return, capital growth, and these kind of things. Um, you could even have their accountant join in if they wish. And I love that suggestion there, Terry. So you then said, don't love how I'm quoting you. You then said, um, in fact, you can do this with any investor who you manage a property for. And the key is to schedule it in advance with them and create an agenda of items you'd like to cover off on with them. So I thought this was absolutely sprinkles on top. I thought it was an amazing way to add some serious value to your clients. Um, and I really hope that someone out there takes this advice and does just that because I actually think it is such a game changer. Wow, you were listening when I was talking. That's fantastic. <laughs> And it's so simple, you know, the the value that we can add. We, we often overcomplicate it, I think. So, yeah, oh, good to know at least someone was listening. Um, moving along, week four. So mm-hmm. during this week we discussed feedback and how important asking for it is, okay? So when we're talking about client experience and retention, it's all about the feedback, guys, just like um, what's happened with us. And I, I don't think many agencies... Um, ask for feedback deliberately because they don't want to deal with it in case it's not good, okay? Mm. They don't want to deal with hearing that a client isn't happy with how they do things. Sometimes I think they don't have time to deal with it, but this is actually gold. I would much rather someone tell me when they are unhappy with my service so that I have a chance to either recover the situation or gives us an opportunity to make a change so that other clients aren't feeling that way. I'd rather mm-hmm. have them do that than just quietly leave without saying why because we don't have the opportunity to fix it in those cases. So the two big things that um, really struck me when we were talking about this um, topic was that we need to be very strategic around the points at which we're asking for feedback and then biggest piece out of this is actually taking action when they do take the time to let us know their thoughts, regardless of whether it's what we want to hear or not. So we must take action. Um, What about you, Sean? Did you love this as much as I did? Yeah, such a good conversation. Um, Again, more tips that you gave us. So I especially love the tips that you gave around what we should be doing if we receive bad or negative feedback from a client. Um, So I guess our initial reaction is to, you know, crawl under the covers and eat a tub of ice cream. Um, But you gave our community a really great process to follow around this, which I thought I would cover off on again and just reiterate for everyone. So you gave us a few different um, tips, I guess, or it's really a process. So number one is picking up the phone straight away and thanking them for taking the time to let you know how they feel and not putting this off. Um, You said that the faster you address it, the more you demonstrate that you care. Um, If they don't answer, you know, leave a really nice appreciative message and ask them to give you a call back. If they don't follow up, uh, sorry, if they don't call you back, then just follow up with an email um, or another call you suggested. Number two was listen carefully to what the person has to say. So try not to get defensive and don't take it as a personal attack. Listen to hear, not to speak. I love that. 
You said number three was don't try to prove them wrong or justify your actions and and really do your best to accept responsibility. Number four was ask questions that you not only understand their perspective, but it also helps us to justify our actions. Number five, a big one, was apologize. So never underestimate the power of a simple, I'm so sorry if this has happened. Um, And you said, you know, even if it isn't your fault, you can genuinely be apologetic for how they feel about the situation. Number six was resolve the issue quickly and fix the process and get to the bottom of why it occurred in the first place uh, and then put some steps in place to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Number seven was confirm the action that you're going to take in an email after your conversation with them and then again, thank them for their time and outline what's going to happen next. Uh, Number eight was follow up to make sure that what you said would happen does actually occur. And lastly, number nine was check in with them once it's resolved to make sure they are satisfied with the outcome. So um, there was a lot of detail that went into that conversation, but I just love that process for what to do if a client gives you negative or bad feedback. Um, And they're really, you know, when you think about it, they're actually such easy steps to take take if you just follow the process. So I loved that, um, that conversation. It was a good one. Lots of, lots of good takeaways there, Terry. Yeah. And, and it's not rocket science. Everyone can look and go, oh yeah, I know that. I I should be doing that. But the thing is when they're all done together is when the power comes in. And again, as, as you were talking through those tips, it was like, the apology, being apologetic that when people, and this is why we need to do it over the phone because they can actually hear how sincere you are. It's not, the same in email and I actually just had a conversation with a property manager like literally 15 minutes before we jumped on today about how she was going to handle um, a, a particular situation that had come up and it was we spoke most of the time about the apology how she was going to apologize mm-hmm. and um, not that she didn't want to apologize she definitely wanted to apologize but we wanted to to make it really quite powerful it was a classic situation of not her fault now her problem so, um, yeah, really, that was, that was a great week, actually. Um, week five was also another good topic. And, uh, yeah, as I'm talking, I'm actually noticing I'm really very enthusiastic about this. <laughs> I, I loved it. And um, so week five we asked the question, everyone's expectations are different. So how do we cater for them all? And uh, this is one of my favourites because uh yeah, actually, guys, can you tell that this was my idea? I, I really wanted to talk about this. Uh, I don't know how many times I come across property managers who feel like throwing their hands in the air because they feel like they just can't keep up. They're, they're, they're their expectations of the clients or at that the expectations of their clients are actually too high. And we gave some really good tips um, during this conversation around why it's important to create consistency, my favourite word, Um, and also how to use technology to help meet these expectations and and also understanding how that they're always going to be changing and how we can get in front of this. So, like, maybe this might be my favourite week. Actually, I can have two favourites, surely. Can't I, (laughs) Yes, you can have lots of favourites. Um, yeah, this conversation for me, definitely consistency was my big takeaway. So we talked about the consistency of meeting our clients' expectations. And uh, again, you gave another tip here, Tara, that's my favourite. Um, you gave the tip where you said consistency creates confidence and not only for our clients, but also for our team. Confidence then helps create trust. And when someone trusts us, our relationship grows stronger, which means they feel like they are not just a number to you. So I think that that is something very, very powerful powerful to keep, you know, front of mind when it comes to being consistent when delivering your service to your clients and meeting their expectations along the way. Because like we said, being consistent shows that we actually do care and that's what we want to demonstrate. 
Yeah. So yeah, I can love that one. Oh, good. Because consistency doesn't mean we're robots. You know, it's actually the opposite. It, it empowers us. And um, I'd actually forgotten that I said cons- consistency creates confidence. Um, I'm going to write yeah. that down because I really like that. Um, but but it does. So oh, thank you for um, yeah, highlighting that. That was good. <laughs> um, week six, we were a little bit cheeky with our heading this week. Um, and it went like this when they want you to drop your pants after all these years. And, of course, we meant fees. We didn't actually, you know, want to talk about people dropping their pants in front of us. Um, And the reason we wanted to raise this topic was because this question from your clients is all about them not seeing value in what you're doing. So it's actually going to, you know, negatively impact your attention. And um, we shared some ideas around how to say no to reducing your fees without offending your clients. So if they do ask the question, how to um, say, ah, no, buddy, that's not going to happen. Um, we talked about what led them to this point and then how to actually mend the relationship moving forward. Because I think that's probably what happens sometimes. People don't know how to move past that. Um, and it gets a little awkward. So mm-hmm. I felt that this was a really valuable conversation. Um too often, you know, I find that people will say yes to the question from a client about reducing the fees. Just, yep, okay then, otherwise we'll lose him. But they don't look at what led them to this point because um, they kind of give that that client a label and I'm trying to think how I can say it politely. But let, let's call them price sensitive. You guys know the type. And, yes, some people are more price sensitive than others but it all comes down to perceived value. So how to get past this point was so good to talk about. Um, what about your thoughts, Sean? How did you find this chat? Mm, this was another goodie and you just highlighted my takeaway. So um, I think the biggest takeaway for me was the part where we talked about what to do after a client has reached out about reducing our fees and we've said no. So we talked about what to do after this has occurred and how we can repair and I guess maintain that relationship because it might be a little bit wobbly for a little bit, you know, for a little while after this. So your tip here, Terry, was um, regardless of whether you know, you feel it's justified or not, whether it was granted or not. Once a client has requested a fee reduction, you need to be paying extra special attention to them. So by reaching out and asking the question, they've announced to you that they are not entirely happy with you or your service. Um, So have a look at ways that you can strengthen your relationship with the client I guess, without making them feel like you are only doing this because they've said something. So you suggested that people review how they're communicating with their clients. Um, if they have a great tenant and very little maintenance, then you could probably, um, sorry, then you're probably not talking to them as often as you actually should. So what about the routine inspection? Um, can you create more value around this? That was a kind of um, conversation that we had around that. And I think this notion is super powerful. And again, it's something that we can very easily do if we just stop and set the time aside to come up with a plan of attack. It doesn't have to be anything huge, um, but just a specific plan of attack around that particular client and I guess uh, filling their love cup. So um, yeah, loved that takeaway from season, oh sorry, from um, episode six or week six. Week six, yeah. So well, week seven was another goodie. Um, We shared the formula to help level up a property manager's communication skills and it's such a simple tool that we shared, but it's it's the one thing that we know that frustrates our clients and it's often a big reason for them leaving us. It's often just comes back to communication. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to this conversation yet, guys, it's well worth it. Um, Just a a few questions we gave you that you can run through each time you get a request, you know, can I have a pet? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I come around on Saturday afternoon? You know, 
when it's Saturday morning, you know, that these these kinds of requests. And, and if you follow the formula, I actually promise you life is going to be so much easier. Um, everybody in the team should be using it as well. Um, we even highlighted how you can, you know, sort of take this formula or, or these series of questions. There's only like five. It's very, very basic. Um, and how can you use that as a coaching tool as well if you're in a leadership role? So I know you liked this one, Sean. I know. Mm, I loved it. I love this one. So I actually loved it so much that that was my takeaway. I want to actually share the five-step formula just to kind of reiterate it. Um, so the five-step formula that you came up with around dealing with requests, um, I'm going to share that with you now. And all you need to do is simply ask yourself these five questions before you do anything. So number one, you said to ask yourself when you're receiving your request, is it legal? And is the request covered by legislation or do we need to use our common sense? That's the first question. What is the impact? And when we're talking about the impact we're talking about the financial and emotional impact which I loved uh, the third question is what are their options so when we talk about this we think sorry we were saying is it a straight yes or is it a no or is there an alternative that we could suggest number four what is my recommendation uh, and what we meant by this is what action are you going to suggest that they take and then lastly number five was how am I going to deliver this so what you know what we suggested here was work out what to say before you actually pick up the phone so this was a really amazing formula um, I think it's going to be super helpful for our property managers out there listening and we also created this in a the form of a tile that we put on social media on Facebook. So um, feel free to go back a week or so and you'll be able to find that tile there as well. And you can download that and kind of keep it at your desk um, and refer to it as you need to. But yeah, that was my favorite. Lots of amazing formulas and amazing tips this season, Terry. It's been a really good one. Yeah, it has been. And as you can tell, they're actually fairly simple, aren't they? But when we are caught up in what we're doing, we're super busy. We don't take that time to pause and run through um, the process ourselves. So uh, I actually, we could probably share that again today, um, yeah. that tile, because it is, uh, as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, that's so good, it's so good. And we do it ourselves. Like naturally, I, I don't sit there and go, okay, number one, number two, you know, what my three, I, I because I've been using this for a long time, it takes like maybe 20 seconds it go to go through my head. But for somebody new or somebody who's struggling a little bit and finding, uh, or even that left field request, you know, that one that comes, you're like, hang on, what was that? Um, it, it is very, very helpful. So, um, yeah. And then last week, which was week eight, I can't believe that these, these last two months have just flown. Last mm-hmm. week, a little down and dirty. And we actually talk, I love it when I say things like that because I'm really rude, guys, uh, down and dirty. And we talked about understanding the impact your tenant's experience has upon the retention of your management. And this is something that, you know, like we're always banging on about how important this is. We're always saying tenants are our clients too and it's imperative. We use big words like that, that we create this amazing experience for them. But we often, um, and, and I think on most levels, or, or most people understand it on some level, that our, our tenants are our clients, um, but we don't actually pay attention or enough attention in my thoughts anyway. So we gave some suggestions around how you could improve their experience because when we were talking about it, it actually really highlighted to me how simple it is. Like it's, it, and I'm not going to suggest that their expectations, our, our tenants' expectations are really low, but it was very um, apparent that, we don't actually have to do that 
much. We, we can meet their expectations and we can exceed them. We just need to, to have these touch points in our, um, our processes. And we just actually need to pay more attention. Like, that, that's what it boils down to. The other thing is that 99% of our owners, they genuinely care about their tenants. It's a no-brainer. So if we're mm-hmm. taking care of our tenants, our owners are going to be happy. You know, the happier our tenants are, the happier the owners are, the easier it is to build your rent roll. And life as a property manager is much, much less stress-free. So do you agree with me there, Sean? Absolutely agree with that. And like I said last week in this conversation, as a tenant myself, um, it all it all really resonates with me. You know, I can see it from the perspective in that I do want to be looked after by my property manager. And I know like wholeheartedly that my owner wants the same for me. So Last week, Terry, you gave three suggestions as to how a property manager can really, um, I guess, lift the experience that their tenant is having with them. And for me, number three was my favorite. It hit hit home the most. Um, And it was really simple, but I know how effective it is in terms of relationship building. So you said um, keeping them in the loop. Now, it sounds basic, but when it comes to maintenance and requests, this is their biggest bugbear. So many property property managers forget to update tenants with where things are at around the simplest of things and the tenant becomes frustrated and upset because they have no idea what is going on. And I could not agree more. And when you said that, so many examples flash back into my head about previous agencies that I've had to deal with in the past because I've been renting since I was 17 years old. I'm now 31. Um So I couldn't agree more with everything you'd said there. And keeping us in the loop as tenants, it really does go a long way in the scheme of things when it comes to relationships being built and becoming stronger. And overall, it's just a lot easier um, for everyone to manage. And then there's no resistance that comes with it. So yeah, I found that to be a really good week. And it's just, it's nice that it resonates with me on a different level because I am a tenant. And so I know exactly what we're talking about here because, you know, I'm one of of these people. Um, So yeah, really, really good week and a nice one to wrap it up as well for the last nine weeks. It was awesome. Excellent, excellent. So, next. Yes, Yes, next week. So, um, productivity and mindset, that's next week. So, um, we roll out these seasons, um, nine-week seasons, and then the last episode that we do is um, all around recapping, I guess, which is what we're doing today. So, next season is all around productivity and mindset. Um, We're also going to create some really great conversations that we are excited to dive into with this season. And for our members, we're going to give them a few personal challenges for them to do throughout this season, so throughout the nine weeks. So, if you aren't in the PM Club, you will be able to, I guess, see what we're doing and catch a glimpse of it uh, on our Instagram page. We're going to be doing a lot of sharing over there. And we're also going to talking about how we're doing personally with the weekly challenges that we are set for ourselves. So Terry is a little bit nervous about this part because I set her a challenge to do that she's already resisting me on. Um, and it's it's just going to be interesting to see how it pans out. So we're looking forward to this season and we would love to have you join us. Um, this morning I had to laugh because Terry said, I saw what you put on the trolley board for me to do and I don't want to do that. And I was like, this is it, girlfriend. We've got to practice what we preach. So yeah, it's going to be a really, really good season product your mindset and I think as well with everything that's kind of going on in the world um trying to be as productive as possible with the time that we have at the moment in the circumstances and the environments that we're in you know we're working from home at the moment and all those kind of things um it's just it's very timely to be talking about productivity and mindset so and one that I'm actually really passionate about so I think this might be my favorite season Terry what do you think I'm pretty sure it will be and I'm working hard believe me guys trying to think of something that will make her as uncomfortable as I'm going to be but it should be a lot of fun and I I think 
the if we can make it a little bit more interactive, um, we'll, we'll actually get more out of it as well. But yeah, bring it on, I say, Terry, bring it on. Yeah, I'm I'm going to struggle, guys. Uh, but yeah, she's so uh, mean. You don't think she is, but she's actually very mean. Just back to interesting, Terry Handy. Um, before we go, Bianca Shaw said consistency creates confidence, and she loves that. Thank you, Bianca. I know she's been listening to our podcast and doing our courses and um and everything. So yeah, she's been amazing and welcome. It's nice to have you here for this live. Um, but lastly, if you are interested in hearing more about what we do at PM Excite, we would love to invite you to head over to pmexcite.com uh, and check out the PM Club, where you'll have access to over ninety templates along with courses and resources. We do monthly training sessions, and we have guest experts come in and join us. So to give you a quick insight into this membership, it is only $99 a month for your entire agency to access and you can cancel it at any time if you don't feel that what we're delivering uh, aligns with you and your agency. So we also have a really cool free bundle option, which is amazing. It just means that you can essentially taste test PM Excite um, for 14 days. So if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a really good option for you as well to get a feel for what's involved in our membership. But that is us for now. Terry Handy, this is us wrapping up the last Facebook Live for a little while. Um, we have been bringing these lives to you every single Thursday at 11 o'clock since 2019, was it? Um, and I remember we started doing them. I had a little baby at home, which was just hectic. So we've come a long way. Um, and I'm really, really proud of the conversations that we've been having. Uh, and I'm really, really grateful to the audience as well and to the community that we have for following the journey and, and hopefully taking some stuff out of these conversations. So we look forward to bringing you another conversation next week. It will be on the podcast, so PMX Live, the podcast. If you're watching this on Facebook, that's where you can find us moving forward. But as always, you can reach out on Facebook as well uh, and also Instagram. We're over there at PMX Site doing some really cool stuff, getting into reels and, and giving lots of tips and tricks as well. So anything else you want to add before we go, Terry? No, I, I think you've summed it up um, that we will be back on lives. We're just not going to be every week at 11 o'clock on a Thursday. Yes. So, um, yeah, but, but the podcast is fantastic. We're Both of us are big fans and um, that's how we, I, I guess, absorb information, do a lot of learning that way. So, yeah, it's the way of the future. We've got to pivot. That's what we, we do. And the cool thing about the podcast is, um, yes, we show up here once a week live. We will still be showing up on the podcast every single week, twice a week. So on a Friday, you'll receive our Q&A Friday. They're usually two, three, four-minute segments, so they're really easy to digest. And then on a Tuesday, the conversation that we're having right now, um, that's just being moved to a Tuesday. So we'll go live on a Tuesday with that conversation. You'll be able to listen to it hopefully on your way home. So that's us for now. Until then, until we speak next time, um, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. And thank you for supporting us and our podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.